Hey, this is Melarita Lucy, and you're listening to the Rough Concept Podcast. Something came over me. This series of work was different. It was the summer after a major moment in our lives. We were all finally home and settled after my daughter's bone marrow transplant. Bully was on the TV and we were all hanging out on the couch. Open bags of chips and popcorn on the coffee table. Everyone was enveloped in their favorite blanket. It was our favorite thing to do together. Maybe it was the peace of being at home, knowing everything was okay and wanting to visually capture the joy I felt in that moment. I learned so much from that season of life. Although it was one of the hardest, and I mean the hardest things I've ever done, watching my daughter and son go through that procedure, right? The miracles I encountered, the love we all shared, and the faith in God we had together was so amazing. It was miraculous. So I started with the rough sketch. Before I knew it, I completed eight of them within a few days. I believe I had a lot of emotion that I needed to unleash. And her fluorescence collection was the outlet. I think this collection captured the joy and gratitude I felt at that time. It symbolized the evolution of bloom. It was a time of spiritual maturity for me. I learned so much about God, myself, my husband, my children. This collection is how I captured that. Sometimes the process simply starts with a rough sketch. When you get your pencil to paper from a rush of emotion felt, or just because you saw something interesting that inspires you in an idea. I love this stage of the process, though. It's the most raw form of any creative idea. The foundation. It's messy and perfect and vulnerable. It's when my creative ideas are most pure. It's the beginning of a journey that will take me through the process of creating something beautiful and meaningful. To me, this is the most beautiful part of being a human. I think that's what makes us human. We are not perfect. We are flawed creatures who are constantly growing and learning. By doing so, we become more healed versions of ourselves. We get messy and raw, and then we refine into something beautiful. From there, as creatives, we are fueled to make something that is meaningful, something that impacts somebody's life. You know what I'm saying? Something that has purpose. And it's hard to do this when we're so busy trying to be perfect and polished. When we focus our energy on the process rather than the product, things get easier. We don't have to worry about getting everything right from the start because we know that we'll refine it later. We are the engine behind everything we create. We need to constantly refuel our creative energy by immersing ourselves in what inspires us and what we do. By taking care of ourselves and simply living, collecting beautiful memories with the ones we love. It's easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of the world, but it's important, so important, not to lose sight of what brings us joy because we are the rough concept. This is how I navigate this journey, but what I love about the creative process is that it's not the same for all of us. Take a listen and learn how artist and author Josephina Sanders navigates her creative process. So funny because I am in a season where I'm trying to figure out who I am. 
Mm. I think that just stepping into this space of motherhood after trying to become a mom for so long with infertility and loss, I found myself wrapping my identity and even my business identity towards what I was struggling with. Hmm. So much so that it was hard for me to really claim my identity in more than just what I was struggling with. Hmm. So I would say right now, I am a creative freelancer. Hmm. I am a jack of all trades. And yeah. I always struggled with that too. I struggled with that. Yeah. Cause I used to be like, man, people people are just gonna think like, girl, you just don't know what you are. <laughs> what you wanna do. But I'm like, I have multiple passions. I, I love yeah. doing different things. So I would say I'm a creative freelancer. I am a calligrapher. I am a sign maker now. I love it too. Um, it, which has been so fun. We'll get into yeah. that later. <laughs> I know. I've seen your process. I was like, yes. Like, I just it's get so excited. so fun. Yeah, girl. I am starting to do some copywriting. Okay. So AI, don't be trying to take my... Take my job. No, I don't think it'll ever replace humans. Look, why I be over here excited talking about, girl, you need to look at that. Girl, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so I'm an artist and I'm a writer. We'll, we'll leave it at that. I think just being in the season that I am now, I'm like, let's go back to the things that brought that joy and that spark and that love for what you did before. Right. I think that we could just get so caught up in the nitty gritty and the, okay, like, I need to make this many. I need to... The stats. Make this much money. The money, yeah. You can get so caught up in that that you forget, like, the joy and the intention that you cultivated during that time that you spend on social media. I would say that it started, like, around 2020. Hmm. You know, I think that with the rise of the Black Lives Matters movement. I felt like during that time, before that, I was being very intentional with the community I was cultivating through Instagram and social media. And once 2020 happened, I feel like just a bunch of people started following or buying my work out of guilt. And I don't know their heart. You know, it could have... It might have not been that, but I feel like a lot of them hit that follow and started sharing about my work um, because, oh, I never seen this black person before. Here's a black person I follow. Here's whatever. And I struggled with that because during that time I was grieving out loud. Mm -hmm. You know, I was sharing these things. I was sharing my experience, but in a sense, I was seeking that validation where it was like, your feelings are valid. The reason right. you're upset is I feel you. But instead, like I started just, it was like a fast growth. Mm-hmm. And then I felt like I just needed to stay on top of my creativity mm-hmm. and have stuff out, have stuff out. So then it was like 2020 became the year of feeling that pressure. Yeah. So while this is happening, I get pregnant. I lose that baby. Mm-hmm. 
after three years of trying to conceive and after three years uh, of our first loss. So now I'm grieving from like what's happening. I'm, I'm grieving from resurfaced racial trauma that I experienced. I'm going through trauma that we are currently experiencing, like (laughs) in our world on top of, you know, like now you have this loss. So it was a, a ton of stuff happening at once. Yet I still felt like I need to be like producing. I need to be showing up. I need to continue because people want to see what I have to say. Right. But at that point I was like, I am literally running myself dry. So this was already October, 2020. And then we got pregnant with our twins in December, 2020. So it wasn't even too like long of a time where I go from losing a baby to like, now we're pregnant and now we're pregnant with two and it's a high risk pregnancy and there's two of them and you're going to the hospital like, twice a week and I feel sick. I'm going, you know, I can't keep anything down. I have an IV to keep me, to give me food literally because I couldn't eat anything. I'm dropping weight on top of the pressure of showing up on social media, the trauma that resurfaced, the trauma from the lost, and now new trauma being added as you are literally walking through an answered prayer. Right. So it was so much, Mm -hmm. so much. And I'll fast forward to last year when I had the boys in 2021, it was like, this is wild. Like, I can't believe that, like, I finally had these boys. Like, I can't believe it. But there was also that fear of these are black boys Mm -hmm. and I'm still trying to navigate through all of what we experienced in 2020 plus Mm -hmm. 2021. And now I felt like I was underwater. And then, you know, once the boys came, they're going to NICU. I'm there for like the first 30 days of their life. Mm -hmm. It's during COVID. So like you're having to wear, literally my kids saw me in a mask when I had them. That was their first, the the first thing they saw was their mom in a mask. So there was just a lot of, trauma building up on top of build up on top of build up on top of build up and i think last year i just had a breaking point and i was like really struggling with postpartum depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and when i started looking like seeking out help and i started getting medication and i was seeing my therapist um once a week i just got to a place where i was like you know like I haven't fully enjoyed even this season of my life, even this answered prayer, because I've been on survival mode this entire time. I haven't enjoyed my business because I've been in survival mode this entire time. I haven't created out of a place of joy and abundance because I've been in survival mode this entire time. And um, last December, my dad went to the hospital and I haven't gone to Dominican Republic in seven years, which means I haven't met, I haven't seen my dad in seven years and, um, my kids haven't met my dad. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I thought I was going to lose him in December Mm -hmm. and that was really hard for me because I was just like, I'm not, 
I don't, I don't think I want my journey with my dad to end here. And I think that there were so many things that kind of just stopped us to even going to DR and spending time with him with like COVID and just life happening. Um, but it was then that I had that wake up call that I don't want to live in survival mode anymore. So I started taking active steps in my life and in my home to just bring joy and peace and ease into my life. That doesn't mean that like the anxiety or the depression went away. That doesn't mean that the grief went away, but it was like, okay, I need something that's going to help me just be still and like enjoy life again, because I felt like life was sucking the life out of me. Hmm. So yeah, so I got to this space where I was, I started decluttering and like literally getting rid of like journals from like when I was struggling with how, like like when I was going through my trying to conceive journey and like a bunch of journals that just had so much stuff in it. And I just felt like I had to like release some of these things to make room for joy to come into my life. And it was hard because these are like memories and these are things that I was like, wow, that's yeah. Yeah. And it was hard. Yeah. It was hard. I was like physically just removing stuff from my house. And it was interesting because as I did that, it was bringing back so much joy. Like I was like, oh, I I feel like drawing today. So like... I feel like, you know, when the sink is clogged up and you hear it go, yeah, and you still got to clear it out. Like you still have to clear out more things to let it flow. I'm in that space of my life. I want to reclaim my passion and I don't want to fall back into the monetization right now Mm -hmm. because I need to get into a healthier space where okay, you know, if there's momentum, then great. Like we'll work through that. But I think that like, I felt like my work was only meaningful if I continue to work on survival mode, if I continue to share my trauma. Mm -hmm. And I'm in this space now where I'm like, no, like I'm going to take my power back and I'm going to share joy and encouragement and hope And yeah, that may mean like sharing vulnerable parts of my life, but it doesn't have to stay there. But in order for me to like do that, I need to see it for myself because I haven't. Like love offering started off as when you think of a love offering, you're going to a like it's usually at a church and a love offering is like a surprise gift to somebody else. You're giving this gift to someone else. They're not expecting it. It could be as like a form of money. It could be a gift. It could be something, but it's a love offering to someone. And my biggest thing with love offering is to love people and serve well, but I can't do that if I'm in an unhealthy space or if I don't see meaning in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think now... I'm in like this slow cooker season where I'm regaining my flavor, where I'm finding the things that used to bring me joy and where I'm creating from a place of abundance where it is no longer this space of survival mode. And I feel like a lot of times we give into creating out of pressure because there's finances and things that we need to take care of. And that was the biggest fear for me because I'm like, I can't like I can't stop working. Like what am I going to do like if I turn this if if I close down this shop and 
I feel like I'm just in the season as a believer. I'm just in the season where I just need to trust God. Like, I feel like, you know, I've been given other opportunities to use my art in like different local spaces and I'm getting paid in that way. And I just feel like, yeah, it's so exciting. And I'm just like, you know what? Like, this is what I'm going to do right now. And I'm just going to continue creating. That doesn't mean like later on I might open the shop again. But right now I'm just like, I need to like continue marinating and not get into this place of creating out of pressure because I'm done I'm done creating out of pressure. To hear more from this conversation, tune into the Rough Concepts Artist Corner episode this Friday. Think about what inspires you and how you can use it to fuel your creative fire. Write down a few ideas, then pick one that feels like it's calling out to you. Shouldn't we be doing this more? Imagine if we did. What do you think will happen? So go for a walk, get some fresh air, take a breath from whatever project you're working on so that you can let your mind like wander freely. When inspiration strikes, write it down, send yourself a voice message or just start. I would love to see what you come up with and don't forget to share it with me. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that today's discussion sparked your creativity and inspired you to embrace your unique journey. Don't forget to share your thoughts, stories, and creations with me using today's creative prompt from the episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes, leave a review, and let's continue to support and inspire one another on this incredible journey. Until next time, keep creating.